Hey, welcome back. No user conversation this time, just uh, me freestyling and I pretty much decided to pick up the mic uh, less than three minutes ago. Um, I'm trying to put some order into what's going on from my mind and one of the main things I've had to face these last couple of days is an epiphany. It wasn't that strong of an aha moment, it wasn't an eureka moment, but um, I did realize that I got too hung up in on uh, making a respecting the blue ocean strategy, so making a blue ocean product, and um, I can I, I've I've verbalized this two times today to uh, two different people, and in the past a bit as well. I mean, in the past couple of days, so this is something I've just formed up, but. Uh, th- as I start saying it more and more, I find out more and more. And I don't plan to dig too deep to find out where or why it originated, but I just have a supposition that it's um, due to me reading Zero to One by Peter Thiel back in 2014, 2015. I think 2014 when it was launched, uh, released. And I it, that book changed my... So 2014, I was... Um, what, uh, 17 or 16, something like that. And it did change the way I look at business. And it it was that sort of book, which I've read multiple times. I was talking to Heat and Shah the other day on the podcast and he did nod and he doesn't nod. I don't know if you know him or not, but he's the type of guy who doesn't nod, like, agree with stuff normally. But um, I did feel a lot of resonance when I was talking about this thing of how uh, a book i i keep re- rereading books not every book but some of the books i would rather reread the same book than pick up something new and with some books i'm on my 10th 12th read and there are two specific books which i must have read more than 20 times um you know it might sound obsessive but it's it's, it's true i'm guilty as charged i reread some books because they are very dense and very deep and that's when i think a book is really well written when you can reread and still find some depth every time you go up to a degree but multiple times you can keep digging and still find new stuff or maybe the same thing uh, you from the same thing you get something else and zero to one was one of these books but you know we have to learn sooner or later and maybe especially as we're young that we have to not get too attached to ideas to a device to whatever concepts pretty much and perhaps i was too attached to uh zero to one which is different from the blue ocean strategy book which i haven't read i think it is a book but it's a strategy nonetheless and back to the point i was making i probably got too hung up on it to the point where it's not right or wrong i have built blue ocean a blue ocean business before legit check by ch it's an industry we've pretty much invented I can't say that at 100% on a daily basis. On some days, I can say at 100%. And on my worst days, I can say we've uh, done it 80% at least. We've defined most of what happens in that little, little piece of the of the industry, which is the authentications industry. And I've, uh, I, was, I kept try, trying to replicate that stuff of, I probably got too hung up on the idea that if I make a blue ocean business, 
it's you know have that movers advantage whatever for whatever reason and the thing is it's not right or wrong it just comes with ups and downs and i'm at a point where if it's ego that's driving me <laughs> i've already made that blue ocean uh, business so i can have that on my cv so i'm hoping that puts the ego aside although i'm not betting on that and with a red ocean uh, so for anybody who might not know blue ocean would mean a quick quick intro blue ocean would mean you're you're going into a business where you don't have any competitors you're probably creating something new uh, as opposed to red ocean it's this metaphor of uh, sharks and blood in the water where there's competition you go into something that's where there's already incumbents and um, um, there exist alternatives already you're going to be an alternative blah 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 so ups and downs the the ups are really obvious maybe for the blue ocean look at tesla so you don't have to invent something new tesla didn't invent the electric vehicles however they've pretty much carved most of this industry that now vw uh, gm possibly apple probably apple i should say all these players are getting into and um, even when tesla started there there was uh, what fisker Fisker comma whatever i, I don't want to go there actually i changed my mind just now as i was speaking i was going to say that uh, to make a blue ocean you need to really really have a 10x this is not the point this is outside the scope of this conversation anyways back to me and the the situation i probably got too hung up on making something blue ocean but the the thing is the benefit of going to red ocean is you don't have to validate as much and i've uh, I've, i got lucky with my first business i've talked about this before of how, what we got lucky with and what we've done with that luck and i'm not 100 percent confident because i don't think you can ever get 100 percent confident in your validation process um, or I, I just tried validating price unlock but it seems like it didn't get it didn't fit my requirements my uh, sc- scope my, my sheet uh, my spec sheet i should say and um it might it might be validated in another sector of the business uh, as i talked before maybe higher end businesses despite the the last overview after i talked to russell from go squared but my my constraints are a bit different I, i've talked about this on another overview i think maybe the same i can't remember exactly what i'm trying to do and what i'm trying to say is uh, the validation of price unlock might be there but for the moment because it doesn't fit my spec sheet of uh, this attachment to the audience which i might be wrong here with attaching to the audience because you have to the common advice that you have to attach yourself to the problem not the idea and i can't see yet whether audience is after problem or before problem or anyways idea is there as a last thing for sure in this in this streak um, so I either failed or I don't plan to explore any further price unlock uh, in this sector of the industry because I plan to get attached. I plan to stay attached to the sector of the industry, uh, SMB SaaS. If I keep doing stuff like this and it doesn't pan out, then I will derive the conclusion that attaching myself to the audience doesn't bear any fruit, and we're back to attaching ourselves myself to the problem the benefit of going into a red ocean is this is what i I started saying earlier but i sidetracked myself with with this monologue the benefit is 
if there's competition, there's validation. There's less work you need to do when it comes to validating. And this is when I started saying that legit with legit, I got lucky because we've discovered this thing and I didn't even know it was a business for two years. Uh, and then we got to 300,000 users and then I said, oh, okay, there might be something here. Let's turn into a business. But um, yeah, given, given all this intro, um, I, I'm putting on these goggles of looking at Red Ocean businesses I can create. Um, I don't know, I might end up with a blue ocean anyway, it doesn't matter, these are just concepts, but I am trying on these uh, these pair of glasses, this lens for which I'm looking at red ocean uh, business, and just like in the cave allegory, if any of you know, if not you haven't missed out on anything, don't worry, but th there's this metaphor in the cave allegory where all you need to know if you haven't heard of it is that at one point this person comes out of the cave and they've lived all their life in this cave, and they discover the outside world, which is just reframes the whole notion they had about how the world works. But the problem is because in the cave, there was very little light. There was only this fire and the story is a bit longer. When they come out of the cave, they can't see stuff. They, they almost get blinded. They, they almost faint because of how, how much light there is. But slowly but surely, they get accustomed to the light and they start seeing a bit more day by day. First of all, they see the whatever, the water, then the trees, then blah, blah. They, their eyes get adapted to, to the real world and what that entails. So am I at the moment, I put on this lens of the red ocean, the businesses I can create, the products I can create in an industry where there's already incumbents. And I feel a bit blinded by this thing because I'm not accustomed to it. So I can't really see it, but I feel like my pace is going well at times and at some other times it feels really uh, like it's drawing me back because it's something I haven't done before. So for instance, I have yet to uncover stuff like, okay, if I create a product in this category, is this, is this a validated category in the first place? Because the incumbents have this much MRR and it's not like it's a half a billion product where I can verticalize it, like Jason Lemkin says. So uh, Saba from Veed was uh, V.io was very nice again to have a chat with me on this. And um, I, I really don't plan to come back to him too early. So not until I have something because, uh, you know, as part of a, of a, a mentor-mentee relationship, the mentee has to go and you know cut themselves off from the mentor at a certain point like the the bird has to fly away from the nest at one point otherwise the mentor is kind of losing their time isn't it if they just give advice and it's i've i've learned this with experience that mentor the number one feedback loop the number one positive loop for mentors if you want to keep being mentored by that person is implement what they have suggested what works for you obviously not blindly and then if if need be, make a bit of an effort to show them that you've done that. Because the worst case scenario for a mentor is they waste all this breath on you. And you say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it one day. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you don't manage to do any of them. And that just means all this unrealized potential of the advice they've given you has gone to shit. So this is a problem if you keep asking for advice. If you don't ask for advice, maybe you haven't liked Maybe it doesn't suit you. That's fine. Uh, I, I know there's value as well in picking the mentors as well. Rob Walling has been talking about this and he said on a certain episode, he was kind enough to publicly share with me on Twitter. We we don't chat privately, but um, I've had the 
um, the I had these nice moments. I mean, it felt nice to me at least because I've listened to his stuff before and I, I like what he's saying. We had this this public exchange of tweets where he was linking a Startups for the Rest of Us, his podcast, a Startups for the Rest of Us episode when he gave this piece of advice of don't take advice from somebody who isn't in a position where you want to be or somebody who is not the type of person you'd like to be if their values don't align with yours or if they're a dick or whatever just that's not the type of advice you need even if it may sound good it won't feel good sooner or later but anyways the side point to the main point i was making is if you have a mentor this is what i found really works and it's it's fair it sounds good on paper it sounds fair to all parties and um I was saying how Saba was uh, was kind enough to talk to me about this red ocean thing, but the main point I was making was about me being blind to this thing, to this new uh, take on the world that I'm looking. Uh, if I would re-listen to everything I said so far, I'm making it look like more than it actually is. I'm aware of it, but um, so some examples I was given was uh, this company has got this much MR. I don't know if that's validated, or okay, do you just you can't just copy a brand you need to compel people like justin jackson says you need to give people and i mean users a reason to come to you and not to these incumbents which you're uh, off the back of which you're leveraging their efforts and i've been on the other side uh, the reason why i make such a huge claim of we've invented an industry is because we have a folder where we from at least five competitors we took screenshots of the things they copied from us verbatim so uh word by word or the button looks the same and it's i looked at it for the first time and a, a conventional reaction would have been to be angry and i had that uh i was aware of the conventional reaction but my reaction was huh that's so nice for them because they've leveraged these efforts like we've been we it's like we've been miners myself and my company we've been miners and we've mined through we've charted the course and now they get to walk on it that's why we have this metaphor of trailblazers i reckon so i i I was like huh smart for them because they got to to where we had to where we are at today with a shortcut they didn't have to scrape they got 80 percent of the job was there because we've shown it to them so i wasn't angry because it made me think of oh okay what how can i do that myself because Okay, sure, it, it sucks, but they also don't know what we're up to, and we need to be very careful with what we're up to. But yeah, so I saw the value. I've been on the other side, and I know some people get angry. For some reason, I didn't. I, I get randomly angry for some other type of shit, which I can't explain. But there is value in that. Um, and I'm still confused when it comes to making use of what other competitors have done in in this space if you were to create a specific tool Uh, but yes justin jackson said you have to compel so an example because i want to talk practically as well uh justin jackson has created transistor.fm i'm just giving out a specific facet of the of this thing he's made but podcast hosting and he said look one of the things we've done one of the innovations we've had was um he didn't say this, I'm saying this, just like Basecamp, a flat pricing, and now he's saying the rest, a flat pricing so that we've noticed that people start a podcast and they don't, they don't want to be, um, they want to keep paying more for every single podcast they make. 
So we've made it simple and you have unlimited podcast. And now between the, the between you and I, I'm adding this. I think what Justin has innovated really is on the uh, value prop. So I'm just opening up Transistor now. The thing is, okay, you have unlimited pricing, but what Justin didn't say in that video, because it was outside of the scope of, of that video, was that on Transistor, you're limited by the monthly downloads, not by the listens, not by anything like that. And this makes me think of Slack. So I'll come back to Slack in a second, but the value prop is what matters, which is what's where, where does the value package where does the situation of the user change, of the paying user change? So uh, Slack has, and it, this has been quite circulated in the startup world because they've been applauded for this thing, uh, for the ethical part. But I think that the jujitsu, what I'm about to say and what they've done is a jujitsu because it's also ethical, but more than that, it's more tuned into the value prop. So Slack at one point said, no, look, we just you're just going to have to pay for the users that are active. You're not paying for inactive users, which is lovely because you can have 10,000 inactive, 10,000 users, but 9,000 are inactive and the rest are active and you only pay for those. I don't know too much because I'm not using Slack, but I kind of got it. And... That's it. That's what Slack has done. They tuned into the value prop. And it makes sense because they, it's not 100% correct what I'm saying because they, they, the costs of Slack are also archival purposes for those 9,000 which are inactive. But it's more tuned into the value prop of the buyer. Same for Justin and Transistor. It's more tuned into pay based on monthly downloads or the volume you have because monthly downloads equals the leverage podcasters have I would say, when they go and pitch to a sponsorship, to a uh, an ad, to an influencer deal, whatever. So obviously when you jump from, let's see, 15,000 on the starter pricing bracket of Transistor to 75,000 downloads a month, that's professional second bracket, you're going to have, if you have that scale, you're going to have more uh, leverage from whatever. Maybe you've done it, you've attached your podcast to a brand maybe you can leverage some influencer deals. So that's really when it, when the value prop is tuned in, not maybe like me, I, and I plan actually plan to move to Transistor once any of these podcasts become something valuable, once I find out. So uh, the point I was trying to make, but I got too ahead of myself was, I might want to start a podcast and only one, if I'm, if I'm doing a good job, will have results. And that's where the, uh, high quality is in for me not in the other uh, there's no point in me starting seven and i'm incentivized to not start any no, not to not start all the seven sorry so um value prop how do we get here oh right we got here because i was talking about these the, the vision that i'm missing but i'm quickly adapting to to seeing so if i look to replicate uh, i don't want to do a copycat obviously i want i think enough ideas are going to come to me when it comes to uh, innovating so that I, I do my part at that industry I'm going to jump in. But uh, when I when I do that, uh, value prop was one of the things that I uh, have to learn how to identify. So let's say I'm looking at industry like Calendly and then what's the value prop there? W- would that be enough? Would is in, in the simulation box I have inside my head, which uh, at the end of the day, that's what we do, I think, with business. We have a simulation box inside our head. We think the world works a certain way. We put our money where our mouth is. We build a business. And then we see 
whether we were right about our assumptions because we won't be with some, but we will be with others. And sometimes we'll find something completely confusing or completely unexpected. But yeah, you could look, it's a bit romanticized, but you could look at business or I think even maybe life. I don't know, but I'm going to talk about business because that's the scope of this conversation. It's, a, it's an assumption box and you keep training it. I'm not scientifical, I'm not too technical, but I, as far as I know, that's how an algorithm works and you get trained. Um, yeah, so I keep chatting to people. I have very dumb questions and very basic questions. People who, business people who have made, sold products, sold companies. Um, and it's, for some reason, they enjoy it. They enjoy talking about these basic things, which is very interesting because I kind of come with it as a, I kind of come to it with, with a baby's mind. So I'm like, yeah, why shouldn't I replicate it and just add one thing? Would that one thing be enough? Would that make it, would that make it too close to a copycat? Because once again, I don't want to make a copycat. But on the other hand, to balance that, I also know that it's, even if I would hypothetically be given a copycat, my take on it and the other founders take on it or the other founders uh, plural take on it will eventually diverge we all uh, companies start with the same thing but uh, companies may start with the same thing but end up in completely different places and that's conditioned by their bets what they think is valuable what their what their users do think about it this way think about the the network of users who have this invisible hand that is driving the product or the yeah the development of the business actually not just the product okay back to the main main point because i keep digressing i'm kind of tired it's 11 p.m here um i hope this is not inco too incoherent let me know if soaks is uh, if if people tell me that i'm going to re-listen to this and try and poke some holes at my own podcast if not i'll carry on as usual um what were the main points i made too hung up on blue ocean i realized that which is good because now i look at red ocean but i'm having this hard time at learning how to see i'm too blinded because i came from the cave and in the cave allegory uh cave equals bad outside equals good in here that isn't the case blue ocean is just a different take for a for a different kind of situation it's not what i'm looking for now because i got the ball rolling and, and stuff is moving and i uh I don't know. I've got a blue. I still have quite a blue ocean. I would say up to a degree in legit. So I don't know if people can. I mean, I guess people can handle two blue. For some reason, for some unexplainable reason, I feel more attractive. I feel more energy as Hitan Shah uh, recommended me to go at where the energy is, and not in a too hippie way. However, I feel more energy in the red ocean for uh, for the reasons I have, and I think, and I have to mention this as well, just for the record, probably so. If you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the previous overviews, long story short, uh, the audience I'm attached to, which I briefly touched upon earlier, is SaaS people. Whether it's SMB SaaS, indie hackers, uh, enterprise SaaS, although I'm not going for enterprise, whether it's a certain subset of SaaS, I'm flexible there. But for a plethora of reasons, I'm going for that. But for the record, what I am thinking of, I haven't decided whether I believe this or not, because SaaS, because in SaaS people are builders, obviously, naturally, a lot more products are going to get built. Not only 
people have ideas, but they also have the means to do it. So it's a, I don't want to say a low entry point, but it's, it's getting lower and lower with no code and everything. And obviously going to be a lot more spin-offs, a lot more alternatives, a lot more iterations of the same idea. So maybe it is a bit harder to make a blue ocean in SaaS, not impossible, countless of examples, but sure when surely when Stripe started out, I mean, look, Stripe had a blue ocean sort of maybe, but they were already payment processors and Stripe might be a bad example because it's not, it's been some time since that moment, but whatever. I can think of another example and talk about it in another episode if people request that. But I do you see where I'm coming with where I'm coming from with this? There's a lower entry point and it comes in the package. So if you listen to a previous episode when I was talking about this other industry where my other business is, luxury, a couple of things come with the package. And there we go. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is what the SaaS industry comes in the package with. The fact that it's easier, it, it, there are more products here because it's easier for the people in the industry to create stuff. They're, they're creators, they're builders by default. So if I'm trying to make for them, it, they're also going to be very picky. If you're listening to this and you will maybe buy something, this product I'll be making, I know you'll be very picky because you know how a product is made because you might have made one, you might have assisted or you might have started seeing stuff on, on the on the edges, on the outskirts at, at least so I know you're going to tell me in customer support, oh, this is whack, this is shit, this is maybe good, but this you could do better this way, blah, blah, blah. I'm fine. I don't get that with in my luxury uh, items authentication industry. People don't tell me, oh, maybe you could do an API that can hook into blah, blah. I mean, people do, but in B2B, not in not my consumers. When we talk about partnerships, I get that API request or, yeah. Um, yeah, that was it for the record, that bit about... Perhaps it's a bit, maybe, uh, again, I haven't decided what I believe this. Perhaps it's a bit harder to make a blue ocean in SaaS because of these things. Yeah, what happens next? To end, I'll end with this to conclude. I'll carry on. I'll keep digging and keep digging for information, for raw data, but also for my instinct. And sooner or later, I'm going to have to decide because time isn't running out, but I feel like I'm getting closer to it. I don't have anything material. I have some ideas, but I don't know. Uh, waste your time with three <laughs> beginnings of a, uh, how do I call this? Uh, three beginnings of what could be. I'll just give you the conclusion once once it's decided. Um, but I'll carry on uh, digging and trying to adapt my eyes to this red ocean lens. And sooner or later, I'm going to have to become better at it and start on, and I'm going to keep, pestering people who have made sold built products keep pestering them with basic questions not not a problem i guess since some of them enjoy it and yeah decide where i'm gonna make a stand with my opinionated (laughs) piece of software or business or whatever will turn out we'll see thanks for being on this journey thanks for listening to this specific part which is the ending part of a of an overview and I'll see you next time when I'll have either <laughs> a decision made or another uh, thought process I want to put on the table just like I did today.